0: And here we go again. Drop the subject with Allie and James in my periphery through FaceTime. Welcome to the show.
1: (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. I'm here.
0: Yes. What has been going on with you? I mean, what's nice about doing this from home is that I can take a little... This is so great for peeping Toms and people who want to see inside (laughs) other people's houses because... I love to just pe- like peer behind your head and go, what is that? Was that a picture of a naked man? Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> no, it's an actual naked man, probably. <laughs> <laughs> right. Isn't that fun? You sort of get a peek into like how other people live. They're decorating choices, you know, things like that. And you are in what room of your house right now? So right now I am in the living room because apparently that is the least echoey, although it's maybe still a little echoey right now. And it's very, uh, you know, not too crate and barrel, if you will.
0: Well, it is a work in progress, isn't it? I mean, this is we're figuring this out all out together. Uh, Jesse is wearing a blanket around his shoulders, like a little, like a somebody from the musical Oliver. And, I was just um, gonna
1: say, are you an orphan child?
0: Yeah. <laughs> How has the hospital been? I mean, I've been now. This is day five of quarantine for me. I'm losing my damn mind. But you've been able to still be out and about, of course, helping people and saving lives. But what have you been feeling? What What is it like out there? What's it like,
1: James? (laughs) Tell us us what it's like out in in the real world. So, you know, very interestingly, I think a lot of people are going to find this surprising. Yesterday in the hospital was very, very calm. Good. And dare I say even quiet. Yeah. Um, I think people are heeding the call of stay home unless you have respiratory symptoms or something you know that you believe is coronavirus related and you can't stay home or any other medical issue that you're having where you cannot stay at home and what's really nice is it has freed up some of our resources to prepare for What we still think here in Los Angeles and and lots of other parts of the country is going to be a huge onslaught of of people into the medical system.
0: Well, that is good news, because every time I go on the Internet, it says this is the week where it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And it's kind of nice to know. I mean, even last week you were saying this is the calm before the storm. So it's nice to hear that it's still fairly calm, which means that what we're doing is working right. We're quarantining ourselves for the most part, except for a few idiots. And it seems to be controlling the spread of this thing.
1: It 100% is is working so far in the places where it's working. What I will say is we are getting some reports out of New York, not to be Debbie Downer right now. Oh, James,
0: it's been three minutes. (laughs)
1: Dang it, James. (laughs) We are unfortunately getting some reports out of New York that what we were fearing was going to happen in New York is starting to happen. There's, there's one hospital there that saw a quadrupling of the number of patients requiring ICU care in 24 hours. Um, And so there, you know, I think New York is a different situation than lots of people because there are so many people in a concentrated space. And this is why part of the reason why we're not seeing as many cases in rural areas or areas that are spread out. So I think it's a big sign to everybody else. Everywhere, you still have to stay quarantined. This is the start, not the beginning. I know we're all going crazy, but we gotta, we gotta lock it down if we're going to keep this thing contained. Well,
0: it's, it must be tough in New York because a lot of people who live in Manhattan don't have a lot of space in their homes. I mean, people who live in more rural areas are like, cool, I'll shelter in place. I've got six bedrooms I can work with. And when you're in Manhattan, I mean, when I lived in Manhattan, I had a railroad apartment. All I had in my room was a bed. That was the only thing that could fit in my apartment. And if I was asked to self-quarantine in that environment where I had to walk through my roommate's lofted bed to get to the shower, which was in my kitchen... Uh, I would probably rather stay in a shelter.
1: I probably would rather stay in a shelter as well because it's just so crazy. So, and I, you bring up a really good point, Allie. I feel like I have to do, this whole show won't be all medical or coronavirus, I promise, but I have to do my medical thing and say we're we're doing a pretty good job of social distancing. But, and I encourage people to go out into parks go be outside, just don't go to the beach with like a thousand other people. Don't go, don't call all your friends and have a picnic in the park and then all sit together on the same blanket. Like that's not social distancing. That's just uh, not social distancing. No, it's
0: selective (laughs) social distancing because you're deciding who is worth breaking the social distancing for. You know, when you think about how you're supposed to handle social distancing, it's basically you and whoever you're currently living or quarantined with. And there's a select people within the very small group of like your parents, your significant other, that there will never be social distancing with those people. If mom needs help and she needs somebody to help her go grocery shopping and needs someone to drop off stuff for her, you're going to break those social distancing requirements no matter what because that's your family, right? But of course, when it comes to you know, your friend Debs who wants to go to the beach and <laughs> and she's like, but I'm Debs. And you're like, well, all right, like you can't do that. And mm. you're starting to see that when we were hiking, which we will get to for just the tip Tuesday today, a lot of people are out on the hiking trails and um, why don't we just take it from the lesbian experts? I've got some tips for you on how to do it correctly because a lot of you are not. Um, but you see people in these bigger groups And you're going, you're not social distancing. I know that you don't live with all of these people. You've met up with these people to go on a hike and all of you are within two feet of one another. That ain't social distancing.
1: That that's not social distancing. And you just can't you know, you can't say, Oh, well, they're my friends. They're not gonna have the virus. They haven't been around anybody sick. They haven't been sick yet. You know, like that's not how social distancing works. And I love that we have you, the lesbian experts, are gonna give us some (laughs) hiking tips because I'm going to try to sneak Chris away to hike for his birthday this weekend, so we I can't wait to talk about that. Okay,
0: perfect, because I've got a lot of do's and don'ts. They're mostly don'ts, but there are some do's. Okay, when we get back, Trump around. Trump is already itching to lift some of the social distancing that has been put in place. He's trying to jumpstart the economy, but is there a way to open up the economy without a health catastrophe? We will get to that next. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. James, you... I took your advice this past weekend, God, um, finally. The subject, by the way, with I know with Allie and James. And while you suggested doing something in the wake of social distancing that caught my attention, it was doing a, a FaceTime party or a Zoom party, if you will.
1: Ooh, I'm very excited to hear about this.
0: It was a train wreck.
1: Was it really a train wreck? Oh my gosh! Tell me. But let me
0: explain. What it was a beautiful train wreck. It wasn't the worst thing ever. But here's here's what happened. Because you said that you did a FaceTime party with what twenty people?
1: Yes, uh huh. That's what we did. There were about twenty people. Yeah.
0: And when you, what did you do? Was it all just conversation? Did you play a game? How can you get? that many people to participate in a game when they are distracted by their own home surroundings.
1: Correct. And distracted by their cats and their partners and their wine and their food. Uh, So I will say that, that most people played along. There were some people who were constantly sort of stepping out or whatever, but we did this. Chris, my partner, built basically a Cards Against Humanity, but he built it online so that everyone could go to, there's this thing called Mentimeter, and you just log in on your phone. And then, Did you
0: say menses meter? I men, know it well.
1: A menses meter, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, uh, so people were doing the WebEx on their computer, and then they had their phone, and they logged into this thing on their phone, and then they just like answered questions, and it popped up because we'd shared our screen. It popped up on the screen for everybody. So it wasn't too hard, I guess.
0: Okay. Because I guess what I'm wondering is how does a FaceTime party work when half of the people are really drunk already and the rest of them are sort of drunk or sober? Because that was the problem that we ran into was the time zone difference of some of the friends we had were on the West Coast. Some of them were on the East Coast. The East Coast ones particularly sloshed.
1: Oh, well, yes, because they had been drinking a little longer, I'm it's sure.
0: Exactly. So by the time we got on a FaceTime call with them, they were like, what's up? Like, what's up? <laughs> and then my friend at one point just put a, a, a sloth stuffed animal in her place and walked away from the conversation. I'm pretty sure I talked to the sloth for a couple of minutes before I realized, but
1: because <laughs> you were also sloshed and a sloth, right? I was
0: sloshed talking to a sloth. To a
1: sloth, right. But,
0: th- I mean, then people started holding up their dogs and cats and having their cats try and talk to each other. And then we would try to be catching up with a couple of people that we actually hadn't talked to in a while, while other ones were just yelling in the background. Uh, eventually, somebody broke out a ukulele, and then that that got Katie <laughs> out and getting her, her flute and putting her flute together. I mean, it was a hot mess. It was a really fun hot mess, but I guess I was unclear as to how normal our FaceTime was compared to the one that you had, <laughs> because we had max like 10 people, and you said you had 20, and I cannot imagine what I did times two.
1: The, the madness of it, right, t- times two. Well, so I think I will say, to the credit of you and your clearly crazy crew, uh our FaceTimes, Webex, whatever, video conferencing party was earlier on in this thing. So I think it was before people started to lo- like lose their minds, which people are very clearly losing their minds right now. It was like day two or three. So everyone was like, oh, this is still cute. I'm still going to drink a little wine. I'm still going to whatever. I'm working in my pajamas. Like it wasn't really a big deal at that point. Now I think that we're like a solid week into this. Like you, everyone is like... I don't know what else to do, so I'm gonna play my ukulele, like for the sloth. On um, is that really a sloth, or am I dreaming it? Right.
0: Yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right because there are different waves of crazy. I am. I think yesterday was wave two for me.
1: <laughs> are you? You're going crazy, Allie?
0: I'm going. Yes, I am. I'm 100% honestly saying that I think I'm going a little bit crazy because there are some people, I mean, I would assume that you're included in this and you haven't experienced as much of the quarantine crazy because you are leaving the house to go to the hospital and help people, but when... Uh, When I've been in the house for five days and I consider myself a pretty active person who's out and about all the time, I can't really stay put for very long. Mm -hmm. Like my wife's dealing with this a lot better than I am. And I I'm usually the calm, cool and collected one. I'm losing my ass over here, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I mean not, and I just got done telling you and everyone else like, I think we need to go at this for a few more weeks. I, I honestly feel right. like it's we're we're gonna have to come up with some really creative ways to sort of make ourselves not go crazy like I, I actually was not to plug myself or anything but I was on a tv yesterday and they were like what are some things we could do to protect our mental health in all of coronavirus and at that point it's still even now a weekend I was like oh you know get a little exercise outside take up yoga be sure you sleep really well you know like listen yeah, to the what, calm, calm app right, like the but, normal things
0: yes the normal things but then I I, you don't think about those when you're going crazy Right. When you're like. <laughs> right. what leading up. When it when I was still in wave one of crazy, I was reading all those articles. And, you know, we're talking to Dr. Jen, and we're we're figuring out ways to stay sane and to be great with self care and be like T- buy an adult coloring book, do yoga, <laughs> journal. And you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna do all those things and keep a schedule, and it's super important. And then yesterday, when I'm like, what is time? <laughs> I can't I think about the fact that I need to do yoga or journal. I'm just thinking about the fact that I. I don't want I just want everything to go back to normal and that's all I can think about you have this restless feeling where you you chuck that list out the window and all bets are off
1: all, all bets are completely off you know I think this might be an okay time though to dive into something really crazy and let it consume you a little bit I think we might have to give people that green light just to survive like for instance I know you've been working on that book where because you can understand your cats like you speak cat and so if you work on that like babble course in order for people you know you can upload it and make a bunch of money people will download the course and be like oh hey this woman taught me how to speak with my cat like i think now's the time that you really dive into that and you really just have full-on conversations with your cat
0: okay yeah because it's either that or like leonardo dicaprio from the aviator (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know who I'm talking to <laughs> All right.
0: I have gotten sidetracked But when we get back I want to ask you About this thing that I did last night I want to, it's not sex related I promise, I want to know if I Am a bad person uh, So we will take a little break and we'll get to that When we get back here listening to Drop the Subject
2: Drop the Subject The new Channel Q James, quick question for
1: you Yeah, yeah
2: Am I the worst person ever?
1: Pro- probably. Let me. No,
0: oh, hold on. oh, me oh! Even tell oh you a can't it. Damn it! Jesus. <laughs> it's been rainy mm-hmm. in this area. I'm a, I would say an aggressive driver.
1: Oh, good. Yes, thankfully.
0: Because I, you know, especially in times like these where there's not a lot of traffic, I bob and weave.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because S- there
0: are some people that aren't still aren't going the speed limit because they don't know what it's like.
1: <laughs> uh, and there's no one on the road.
0: So I'm in a situation where I'm on a pretty busy street. Mm-hmm. Two of the lanes are totally jammed up. One of them, the right lane, is very open.
1: It is open for you. So,
0: yes. So, I'm an opportunist. Of course. I go into the right lane. It's raining out. I start going through the green light. It's a green Uh light.
1: Right. Legal.
0: Yeah. I'm not breaking any laws. I'm driving through at a reasonably brisk pace. Mm Mm-hmm. And as I'm about to cross the intersection, I see a very large, sizable puddle on the other side of the intersection. So, Uh if I kept going, I would have driven straight through the puddle. Sure. And just to the right of the puddle... (laughs) No. ...was a man with a shopping cart. Oh,
1: And he was old?
0: And he was an old man with a shopping cart. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs>
1: in slow motion. Uh, but there was nothing
0: I could have done because if I had slammed on the d- brakes, maybe. I could have gotten into an accident or right. I could have gotten rear-ended. People behind you. Yeah, yeah, I There was nothing I could have done.
1: Did you give him a courtesy honk?
0: No, I didn't. And I drove through it and I saw this guy get covered. No,
1: he really did.
0: Oh, yeah. It was like, and then I was driving. I kept going, so I didn't even see like the aftermath of it.
1: He's still standing there, Allie.
0: He's still (laughs) sitting there cold. So um, uh, there's nothing worse,
1: right? Lonely. No, you, I mean, I was right. Without the story, <laughs> okay. you, you are the worst. Human All right. On Earth. Well, thank um, you.
0: Just wanted to check on that. Yeah,
1: just just making sure. Hey, um, drop you're... the
0: subject. We are not in studio right now. Of course, we have been quarantined, but we are keeping you company today. Uh, a little more. Drop the subject. Coming
2: up after this. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right.
0: Moving right along. Uh, James, I'm the worst person ever here with you on this lovely <laughs> Tuesday.
1: You you pretty much are the worst person. Ever. I know.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Uh-huh. Um. Of course on Tuesdays we do just the tip Tuesday. We share tips, tricks, life hacks and things that can make life a little easier, which is very important right now. I've noticed as a lesbian and therefore an avid hiker.
1: They, noticed, because they, they do go hand in hand, like one has to really go with the other.
0: Yes, they go, yes, they go they go hand in hand and we've gotten several miles under our belts at this point, under our big belts. <laughs> and So we we have, and we're actually pretty lucky with where we live. There are hiking trails everywhere. I mean, we did that on purpose. We will never live less than five minutes from a hiking trail Uh, ever in our lives. That's that's, how much we love it.
1: That's great, though.
0: And now everybody is hiking because, you know, when we first started self-quarantining, there were a few more people out on the trails. Then they started closing down the gyms, and that's when people really started to flock to... Any kind of hiking trail that they could get their hands on or their feet on. Uh huh.
1: Where you're like, get off of my trail!
0: Well, I mean, of course, we're possessive, so we're going to, I mean, if you look at alltrails.com, and that's where we usually go to find a hiking trail, it'll say lightly trafficked, or like, this is a very isolated trail. You go there, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be full, I mean, there's cars in the parking lot, there's families, and you can tell people that are first-timers, because you see, like, one dad who is actually prepared for a hike, and then three children that are in, you know, skinny jeans and Converse, and... And they're like, right. Dad, this is stupid.
1: Uh, why? My feet hurt.
0: Right. So there are some do's and don'ts. And there are there is a thing at, such as hiking etiquette. So I thought for Just the Tip Tuesday, we could go over some of the things to keep in mind when you're out on the trail so that the one outside place that we have <laughs> means a safe space.
1: And, and sacred. Absolutely.
0: So... There are some on this actual list that's called barefoottheory.com. There's a whole thing on trail etiquette and hiking rules, but I have some of my own. So I'm just going to go through those really quickly, and then we can get to the ones that are actually on the list. Okay?
1: Right. And and I kind of want to know if you agree with the ones that are on the list here, too, like both of those.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to say is... Don't ever follow anyone too closely. When it comes to social distancing, we practice that at all times on a hiking trail. So if there's even just two of you and you're behind another group of two or three or even one, don't I don't want to feel I don't want to hear your conversation or your breath on my neck. That's the whole uh, like that is something that no, you have to maintain a fair distance. Now, is it because it's a
1: creepy sort of thing? Like you're like, why are these people following me too closely? Or like the whole point is to be out in nature, like kind of away from people and you don't need people all up in your business.
0: Well, both, but mainly the second one. (laughs) <laughs> I, get, I'm there because I don't want to be around people.
1: <laughs> very, very good. All right. So you have your okay? I feel like that's, that's something that I would too. I would, I, I would just be like, yeah, why are you here? We're in nature. There's no one else for 17 miles and you are exactly. 10 feet behind me. Yeah.
0: Yes. Just linger back a little bit. Just yeah. slow your gait <laughs> until, <laughs> until there's the same amount of space. Perfect. All, All right. right. If you pass somebody, don't immediately walk slow as hell after
1: that. Oh, geez. That's like driving too, right? You speed up so yes. hard to get in front of someone and you're going, you're going cruising along at 72 and someone speeds up at, at going 80 to get in front of you. And then they drop down to 65. No, no, no. No.
0: If you pass somebody, you passed them for a reason. You've already, you've passed me because you've decided that I'm going too slow or I've allowed you to pass me. Don't, Pass and then start lingering and being like, Oh, a bug. Ooh, the <laughs> tree is changing color. That one burned, you know, because oh, of the fires.
1: The fires, right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so don't do any of that. Uh, no loud music. Who plays Only- music hiking anyway? Well, people will blast it out of their speakers on their phones.
1: What? No. People And
0: that's that's a newbie hiker thing or a stoner hiker thing, which I can <laughs> sort of get behind that, but when it comes to music on hiking trails, gentle banjo only.
1: Right, right. Actual not, banjo. Not even a ukulele. Just gentle actual banjo in hand. Yes.
0: And if you, I I mean, sometimes those hippies, they'll take a little trail and they'll go sit in a cave somewhere and start playing the banjo, and you can kind of hear it. That's nice. I don't want to hear T-Pain when I'm hiking.
1: (laughs) I don't want to hear T-Pain ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you are a guy hiking by yourself, don't follow anyone. Don't do anything weird at all ever because everyone thinks you're
1: a murderer. Yes, because you might be a murderer,
0: yeah, you might be murderer curious if you're hiking by yourself.
1: Murder adjacent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so just don't do anything remotely weird. If you're taking pictures of a weird thing or a person, uh, if you're following too closely, if you are striking up conversation and lingering on the conversation, like weird stuff like that, uh, just don't be weird if I you're like, a dude hiking by yourself.
1: I, lo- I like the way you smell.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, the foliage on this usually like, like they sometimes will like to explain nature to you. And I'm like, no, you're just roping me in because you're going to murder me.
1: Because you're going to murder. Is that like a man mansplaining thing, too? Like, do you think these creepy dudes, even if they're not murderers, they just feel like, oh, here's a bunch of ladies. I need to explain like, you know, bluegrass to them.
0: Mansplaining knows no bounds, James. <laughs> Not even when hiking. No. Um, don't make rock formations. Because <laughs> that actually will govern... Where somebody turns Because there are these things in hiking called cairns And they're actual mm. rocks stacked on top of each other And they're supposed to guide you through the trail So if you're making your own rock formations <laughs> you're totally Everyone's going to get lost astray. Yeah, they're going to yes. get lost
1: Oh my gosh, I never even thought about that That's crazy
0: And then you're one of those people who makes a news headline You know, couple gets lost and survives only on sap and bee pollen for seven days or whatever
1: Right, 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 exactly
0: um, if you have a dog, don't leave poop or poop bags ever on the trail.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And don't complain about the nature. That's my final one is if you are a first time hiker and you don't want to be there. Fine. You don't want to be there. But it's the people that are like the rock is wet. No, I don't want to cross <laughs> the
1: rock. <laughs> I have Converse, Joey. God, Uh, Jessica.
0: There's no. There's something on this tree. I felt like I just walked through a spider web. Oh my god! It like that kind of stuff. Just keep it to a minimum. All right, lock it down because these trails
1: are crowded. I I can't even believe that people even say things like that. That's kind of the whole point, like get sticky from the sap and a little wet from the rock and like be away from your phone and television for more than an hour, for Christ's sake.
0: Yeah. So if you're going to do that stuff, if you're going to hike, just hike right. All right. There are now there are some actual things I've given my list and we're going to get to the actual list that is from the all knowing Internet after this. Drop the Subject.
2: The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject
0: with Allie and James. Home edition. And we are talking about hiking for Just the Tip Tuesday. A lot of people are out on the trails. Uh, It's making us avid hikers very jealous. And we thought we would go through some of the do's and don'ts. I have given my own personal ones, but there is an actual article on barefoot theory about trail etiquette. So I thought we could go through a couple of the real ones now that I've just gotten off of my venting soapbox.
1: Though I feel like your venting soapbox was very good. I feel like these were really practical tips, sort of like be a kind halfway decent human being in general And how to apply that to hiking. So they're very good. I like them out
0: Yeah. And anyone with trekking poles has hierarchy. That's the last one I'll add.
1: Oh, like that means they're like the real deal Holyfield hiker. Like they are not messing around.
0: Yeah. Or they're just like old people who really love hiking. And the reason that they love uh, that, like they, they've hiked long enough to the point where they've purchased trekking poles. And if you've done that, (laughs) then you've earned yourself a little seniority.
1: They're, they're like the Yoda masters of, of hiking.
0: It's true. Okay, so let's start with going to the bathroom because there is a, a little bit of etiquette here when it comes to even if you're not seeing anybody on the trail, which is unlikely right now, and you really gotta go, you have to go. The rule is that you have to go 200 feet away from the trail. That's the best practice. And I went to the bathroom on the trail a few days ago over the weekend. Um, And I broke one of the rules that I'm actually looking at in front of me right now, which is to not go near a water source.
1: (laughs) Because so many people probably are going towards the water source at some point and they might, you know, like get near your stuff.
0: Or they're like, oh, a creek. You know, the the freshwater creek is probably great. And they're sold out of water at Costco. Why don't I just fill up my water bottle? And you've just done your business in that same water source.
1: Oh yeah. 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 I see that sort of in the water square. I was even just thinking like next to the Creek, like if I'm going to have to do my business here, I might as well look at the pretty Creek.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and number two, if you're going number two, I, I, I think that the rules don't apply anymore. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> like you obviously need to make it happen. If you have to go number two on a hiking trail I feel bad for you. Just go
1: wherever you can. <laughs> Where, wherever you can. You know, someone that I know uh, very well and love very much had an incident uh, hiking with some new friends. So this was like years and years no. ago, but they were like new friends. you know, they were like six months in. You're just still like, yeah, I think I really like this person, but I'm not totally sure. Well, okay, let's go hiking. Like whatever. And got hit with like the stomach, like your stomach just flared up and you're like, Oh, I know this is coming. Like, you know, right. You just know. So, my friend was like, oh, okay, uh, sorry, guys, I got to, like, whatever, and just starts down the hill, but falls, like, tries to run down the hill so fast that they fall and start tumbling. No. So, they get a hold of themselves from falling just in time to just everywhere. <laughs> so, they're sort of, like,
0: falling in their, and... their pants are still on, I assume.
1: Their pants are still on, so they're oh. rushing into each other to get their pants off and then what happens is just the way that they were positioned and whatever, the pants come off and the shoe and there, a shoe had come off <gasps> and everything went into the shoe.
3: Oh
2: my God. <laughs> so I can't is, imagine
0: a worse scenario. Like uh-huh. I really, because when you have something that bad happen on a trail, especially if you're at the midway point, uh-huh. you have yes. no choice. But to hike with an S shoe, an S filled shoe for the rest oh, of that trail.
1: I think the shoe was left behind. They were okay. like, no, where? <laughs> it was because it was such an S filled shoe that there was no, there was like no recovery, no coming back. So the friends gave their like, gave socks. So there was like one shoe, oh, like six no. pairs of socks on one foot, oh, S I- covered pants. And like, cause this was not meant to be like a long hike. Like no one packed out toilet paper or anything. Like there was not, this you was were just prepared, like, right. yeah, exactly. And so then we, you have to walk back with S covered pants and one sock yeah. and one shoe. And it actually happened again, still on the way back to the car. Stop it. But this time they were a little, you know, they were a little bit more timing, if you will. And so we're able to like get off the trail and then do their business without actually S-ing in the other shoe.
0: Are you friends with Ben Stiller?
1: <laughs> this is what it I feel like. This like. would only
0: happen in a Ben Stiller movie. <laughs> that's exactly with, like, what the it that like. the girl that he's on one date with,
3: uh-huh, and dating. the parents
0: that don't necessarily like him yet, of and then course. he 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 has an S shoe moment. Yes, um, yes, that's unbelievable. Okay, quickly, proper trail etiquette for uphill hikers versus downhill hikers. Apparently downhill hikers always have to yield to uphill hikers. So if you're hiking down and people are coming up, you're the one who has to stop and let them pass. Solo hikers always have to move for big groups. That's another one. And when it comes to the hierarchy of mountain bikers, hikers, and horses, horses are first, hikers are second, bikers, you always have to yield to everybody because you have wheels and that's not fair. (laughs)
1: I almost feel like the people on feet are more agile than the people on wheels
0: yeah I know but if you've especially got headphones in or something like that and you're I mean you're just come blazing down the trail you're gonna knock some people out so you have Uh, to yield
1: I I totally I I appreciate that I suppose yes they have to
0: yield somewhere James they do whatever the hell they want on the road
1: Right. (laughs) Because you just can't have
2: everything, okay? Okay.
0: Just because you have two wheels. All right. We have to take a break. When we get back, it's time for News It or Lose It. Drop the subject.
2: The new Channel Q.
3: Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It.
0: The time has come. For News It or Lose It, and yes, we are at home, so we don't have access to the regular bell that we use in the studio, but James has found a great workaround.
1: I bet you know what that sound is. Let me let me try it one more time for, I, I was going to say for those of you listening at home, but everybody's listening at home. Ready? <laughs> Cheers! Ah, ah,
0: the sound that's familiar to us all right now
1: still makes my nipples some sort of way
0: (laughs) same (laughs) all right i'm gonna give you three headlines you make three choices and we'll get right into the stories you ready
1: sounds perfect i'm ready
0: headline number one new animal study suggests males and females have different life expectancies but which one is longer
1: Nah, not into that. I'm, oh. already de- I'm already depressed enough. And my guess is that men were going to die earlier.
0: Yep, that's it. Uh, headline, <laughs> <laughs> headline number two um, In case you're interested, Woody Allen has just detailed his relationship with Soon Yi in a new uh, memoir.
1: Man, Ugh. like so gross, but also we got time for this. Okay.
0: And then finally, headline number three Why Your Ex is Always Sliding into Your DMs Right Now.
1: I mean, it's a thing right now during quarantine time. Like, everyone's getting a little crazy in the DMs.
0: Yeah, everyone's like, Member, remember Jessica?
1: <laughs> I, I saw the best uh, meme uh, yesterday, actually, because, you know, this is what you do at the hospital in right. the middle of a pandemic. You check Instagram. Uh, so I saw the best meme that said all those Insta girls getting back to their DMs, like oh yeah, my Christmas was great. How was yours? <laughs> <laughs> like now that everyone has time, they're actually going back and responding going, to everyone who slid in their DMS. It's hysterical.
0: Yeah. Clicking over to the, the message requests that you have <laughs> that you've never checked. And there's like 50 of them.
1: Right. 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 And you're like, oh, oh, my bad.
0: Oh, hi. Uh, okay. Let's start with Woody Allen and then we're, we'll move our way over to the X's. Um, Woody Allen has blasted his ex, Mia Farrow, about her, quote, Ahab-like quest to destroy him with sexual abuse allegations, and he gets down dirty about his romance with Soon-Yi, who, it was his stepdaughter,
1: right? And she was like 14 or something. Like, isn't this the whole issue? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, you don't get to be self-righteous about this, dude. Sorry.
0: I mean, at least, like, I'm not defending Woody Allen by any stretch, but at least he's stuck with, you know, like, they're still married. Uh, I mean, correct,
1: I guess.
0: Like, what? Here's what he said. (sighs) He said at the very early stages of our relationship, when lust reigns supreme, we couldn't keep our hands off each other. And it's it's a piece that's called Apropos of Nothing. And it just came out yesterday and no one really cares about it The book um, had originally been set to be put out in. Um, I guess earlier, but it was dropped by the distribution company after mass protests who were angry that the company would even publish him. And in the book, he, he says that he and Mira Faro were basically apart by the time he began dating Sun Yi, which was their adopted daughter, 35 years younger than him. And he recalled the day that Mia Farrell learned about the affair after uh, discovering erotic photographs of her 20-something daughter at Woody Allen's apartment. Uh. He, he said, of course, I understand her shock, her dismay, her rage, everything. It was the correct reaction. Sometimes when the going got rough and I was maligned everywhere, I was asked if I had known the outcome, do I ever wish I never took up with Sun yi I always answered I would do it again in a heartbeat. Really? Yeah, man.
1: That and is crazy.
0: When you think about how you can't keep, like, that, those lustful moments that he's discussing, right, when you first start getting with somebody and it's all sex all the time, when you say <laughs> I can't keep my hands off of the other person, Woody Allen, like, to say I can't keep my hands off of Woody Allen...
1: I mean, come on! Like, I mean, what's the feeling, I usual? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be. Listen, I, listen, listen. In our Channel Q world, we there are a lot of people who are in a lot of different like relationships that we feel like we could judge and be like, that's not for me, or like whatever, right? So I, I'm, t- I guess I'm not going to go there for like the the necessarily age difference, other than the consent aspect of it, right? Right. But I just don't. Uh, this, the whole thing is weird, and I don't know. Does I don't think anyone wants to keep their hands on Woody Allen? Like, <laughs> right?
0: That's what I mean. Is like even the people that I couldn't keep my hands off of, I would never be like, ooh, someone who's thirty-five years older than me and has old wrinkly balls can't keep my hands off them. I, I just know. can't. But wait. I guess we're not soon Yi, so it doesn't matter okay
1: good for her good good for you
0: soon okay let's talk about coronavirus anxiety and how it has people sliding into the dms of their exes like crazy right now oh my Uh, god i
1: can't wait for this
0: this unique time that we are living in has led to a phenomenon of exes of all stars and stripes coming out of the woodwork um there are so many examples of this, and there's a chain. I, we'll have to tweet out the link because there's all these examples of conversations that have happened via text. Um, Will you s my d late tonight? That's just one. I promise. Just out the gate, right? Yeah. Out the gate. Uh, then the person said, "I can't." Then the person responded, "Covid." <laughs> <laughs> And they said something like that. I can't get anyone to test me. And then the other person says, I'll wear a plastic bag.
1: Stop Stop it.
0: So these are just some of the messages that are coming through. People are getting so desperate. And they, you know who's having a really hard time with this right now is F-Boys.
1: Oh, my God. We were just talking about this at the hospital. Again, in the middle of a pandemic, what else should you talk about? Well, you
0: got to talk about light stuff.
1: Yeah. You, yes. Actually, you do because you got to stay sane in the middle of everything going on. But we we were saying you can, this is one of the ways you can tell the difference between let's say the guy you've been talking to on Grinder, Tinder, Vinder, Bumble, whatever match, and you can tell whether or not they're an F boy because if they're like, "Hey, I'm still interested in you. Let's talk or FaceTime or text," but it's probably a good idea for us not to see each other for a few weeks. You're like, "Oh." I thought this was a total F boy, but maybe he's legit. And then it's the guy that you liked who you (laughs) thought was legit. That was like, oh, it's just going to be the two of us. Come on over. Like, I'm clean. Yes. Like, and you're like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Time out. I think this could actually end up being in a sort of weird way, like helping people filter out like the ones you date and the ones you don't date. You're
0: figuring out who to cancel. I mean, coronavirus is really helping us figure out (laughs) and tell apart the F boys from the good boys.
1: If there's any silver lining in this, it's that that the F boys be gone.
2: F boys be gone. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right. I'm actually at home eating popcorn right Mm -hmm.
1: now. I'm sipping on my juice box.
0: And what you're hearing is not necessarily live, but it's important. Muy. Muy.
1: Muy importante.
0: James Simmons, nurse practitioner. Hey! Do you or have you ever experienced phantom symptoms, <laughs>
1: like the ones I'm having right now? Because, or, like, I think I have coronavirus.
0: That's what. That's why I ask. Because a lot of people right now are just checking themselves, making sure that everything's good. Mm-hmm. And a couple weeks ago, when you know we first started getting really, really ramped up on this whole this COVID thing. I, had, I, th- I thought I had a little sore throat.
1: <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, here, here we go.
0: I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then oh, I was no. like, should I tell people? Should I tell people? What do I do? Uh-huh. And then, like, the next day, I went away.
1: You're like, oh, okay, I'm cool.
0: And is that normal? Is that, like, a phantom symptom that people are going to experience totally. during this?
1: Yeah, so that type of thing is very normal just for all of us to have, um, and uh, especially in times like this. This is why we tell people, don't. Google your symptoms because you're going to have the sore throat. And inevitably, about 17 and a half minutes later, when you've gone down the Google rabbit hole, you're like, I have cancer. I'm dying. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. And
0: the Google rabbit hole is something that is that I know very a lot about. Um, but I mean, people are going to have the, when when you it's just amazing how much your mind has power over your body. Right. Mm-hmm. As soon as you start thinking about something, if you keep the, like, think about your toe right now. Oh my god, my toe! Is your toe normal? What does it feel like? Does it feel like it's throbbing? Right. What's going on? Are I feel you...
1: like I can feel my hangnail growing. Exactly, on my toe right and then now. you're like, oh ah, ah. Right.
0: I never so realized this. You can work yourself up like you just the way you do with panic buying. You mm-hmm. can do with panic symptoms and, and and medical conditions, and then what do you do?
1: Well, and what what you should do is really try very hard not to do that, not to go. Down the Google rabbit hole and down the anxiety rabbit hole because you can quite literally worry yourself sick. You can make yourself so anxious about something and so worked up about something that you then actually have physical manifestations of these things. And some you can be so anxious, your sleep becomes poor. Like, this can really turn into actual medical conditions. And there are people who have— you know, we all know about, like, hypochondria, right? People are just sort of think that there's always something wrong with them when there might not be, so that tickle in your throat, they're like, oh, I'm dying, I have cancer, right? That's kind of hypochondria. But there also are a form of, like, somatoform disorders, so, like, somatic symptom disorder, for instance, as people who quite literally believe that something is wrong and they will go and get seek medical care for it, and sometimes they can actually create an illness from worrying about it so much, like they're out. Oh, let's say an elbow, for instance. They're like, "Oh, I, I, I have tennis elbow. I, I'm sure. I, you know, it hurt once. I bumped it on the counter. Oh, I must have tennis elbow." And they will obsess over their elbow, and they'll move it so much, and they'll not use it enough, and things like that, that they actually then will develop, develop uh, like a tendonitis in their elbow.
0: Well, that must make them so happy. <laughs>
1: They're like, oh, I, fi- I finally got it. This finally, thing I'm
0: validated. I'm confirmed.
1: Well, but the, and that's a, a whole vicious cycle, like a refeeding cycle, right? It just right. feeds right back on itself, and so really, you know, I know everyone's talking right now with with COVID nineteen, and we're all quarantining about this taking care of yourselves mentally and being sort of mindful about everything. And sometimes that mindfulness can be really scary when you stop and you pause and you're really just focused on yourself and what's going on. you're like, oh,
0: when you have to sit with yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My stomach has been hurting every day at three o'clock. Like, what does that really mean? Right.
0: And I think it's also important to track that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. If you are experiencing that and then you can notice Uh, when that's actually happening and then notice, oh, maybe that's not happening every day at 3 o'clock. Maybe I'm actually overreacting or I think that that's happening. And it's when you see it out on paper or when you see it in, in, you know, if you put it in your phone or something like that, you can actually Mm -hmm. see it mapped out and not get carried away.
1: That's beautiful. That's We we call that data, right, in the medical field. And we we like to see trends of data over time, just like kind of how we've been reporting about coronavirus cases. Hmm. And there are even, you know, I think – People don't realize, and I have pick on anxiety a little bit here, but depression is sort of the same way. Headaches, irritability, breathing problems, which are so important right now when everyone's freaking out about this virus, a pounding heart, loss of libido, upset stomach. You can cause those symptoms just with unchecked anxiety. And I feel like wow. all seven. Everyone 8, has
0: unchecked anxiety right, right now. Right now,
1: right. All 8 billion of us in the world are having some sort of unchecked anxiety. So I think it's really important, like you said, I love what you said, track it. See, am I really having stomach pain every day at 3 o'clock, or... Is that preceded by, I have to talk to my boss every day at 2.30 and I don't like my boss. And then there I'm having uh, stomach pain. Tell me about it.
0: Um, (laughs) You know what? If you actually really do have questions, say you've worked yourself into a frenzy, you can always tweet at Ask the NP because James is there to answer all your questions. I know we're not in studio and live right now, but you still have every opportunity to interact with us on socials at Ask the NP with James and at DTS show with us. We'll be right back.
2: Drop the subject. The new
0: Channel Q. Okay, drop the subject with Allie and James here hanging out with you. You're at home. We're at home. We're all at home. Hey, I'm going crazy.
1: <laughs> but that's okay. But you're you're doing a fantastic job of going crazy, Allie. If you're doing it with style.
0: I want you to be the voice of reason right now, because there are a lot of conversations floating around about a drug that can be used to treat coronavirus. And I'm sure you're the one who knows the most about something like this, probably more than Donald Trump. But Donald Trump has suggested uh, some kind of a drug that might help with coronavirus. And then it seems that some guy, I don't know if he's a Trump supporter or not, but he took what he thought was that drug and now he's dead?
1: Yeah, yeah, this is really, really unfortunate. And I just have to say for the record, for everyone listening, there, right now there is no... FDA-approved medication for the treatment of COVID-19, period, full stop, end of discussion. That being said, there are several different medications that are currently being researched that could be effective against this. One of those drugs is hydroxychloroquine, also known as Plaquenil. It's an old anti-malaria drug, and we Mm -hmm. currently use it for people with rheumatoid arthritis. There is also another version of that drug that's called Just Chloroquine or Chloroquine Phosphate, and they're different drugs. Chloroquine phosphate is more dangerous. It's got more side effects to it, and... There are reasons why people like me and physicians go to school for a very long time, and we have lots of student loan debt, and so we learn how these medications work within disease processes and work with side effects, and this medication right now is, A, not even approved, either of them. B, it's only been studied in very, very, very small sample sizes, so we don't know the impact of it. And see, you can't just take this medication, thinking that it's prophylactically going to help you not get as sick with COVID nineteen.
0: So, when does this echo or remind you of the HIV uh, the HIV epidemic? And when drugs were becoming available, but hadn't been FDA approved yet, and then everyone's scrambling to get their hands on them, at, at like. Are, there, are you seeing similarities here?
1: There, there are some similarities, except for the fact that, you know, I think there's, there's much less stigma around COVID-19 right now, obviously. And so, you know, in the 80s, when during the, that crisis, um, there were so many individuals in the epicenters of the crises, so like New York and San Francisco in particular, and somewhat in LA, that people were trying to get a hold of any sort of medication to see if they, this could help, and they couldn't. Like pharmacists wouldn't give it to them because they they wouldn't allow them in their pharmacy because people, there was still so much misinformation about HIV at the time. There is now still. And it, it, it was kind of different than that where now what pharmacists are running into is they're actually having a hard time filling... Prescriptions for the people who need hydroxychloroquine for their rheumatoid arthritis or other conditions because so many other people are scrambling to get the medication thinking that it's going to help them be less sick if they contract COVID 19.
0: Huh. Wow. So people are just like, are doctors prescribing this? Like, a, hey, just in case, here's a prescription for this because it might help you? It, like, how are they able to get their hands on it?
1: It seems to be that way um, that that there are prescribers who are actually writing this medication for some of their patients who may be older, otherwise immunocompromised, etc., trying to see if this can be uh, you know used to help prevent these individuals from getting sick. I personally, you know, I, I have been asked by people that I am close to, and at this point, I've said no. Because the people in particular that have asked me have been otherwise youngish and healthy. Now, we know, like I said before, this is starting to show more evidence that younger people can get very, very sick from this. So none of us are immune from the potential of getting very sick from this. However, at this time, there's no evidence that shows that hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin, which is the popular combination, that they can prevent you from getting sick with COVID-19. The only thing that they've been shown to do in one very small study is that they can shorten the duration of how you will test positive for COVID-19. So they took a group of people to one group of people have COVID-19. Half of them got nothing. Half of them got hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin. They retested them at day four the group that got hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin tested negative for COVID-19. They tested wow. everybody again, again. Okay, so
0: it did work.
1: It, it worked for them to not test negative. But what they didn't publish reports about was did those people still go on to get sick? Like, is this a testing error? There's so many other questions that go on with this. And I'm not saying that that we should not give, we should not have hope about this because I think we do. I actually think this combination may end up working. There are just too many questions and it's just too dangerous right now for people to just willy nilly go off asking whoever to give me some hydroxychloroquine and a a Z-pack and just pray that this is going to work against COVID-19
0: yeah yeah especially you, Willie. Don't go all willy-nilly on us well, please don't
1: don't go do willy-nilly,
0: yeah because you need more information. I mean people just go crazy. they're just like, I don't know, just grab it, just ask grab it first and ask questions later right. um interesting, thank you, James. Well, when we get back, We're going to actually talk on the phone with a guy who is a veterinarian, and he has some information on how to keep your pets safe and active during this time. I know if you if you're quarantining yourself and your dog is being quarantined, the two of you might be driving each other a little crazy. So we have all the answers for you when we get back.
2: Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, Drop the Subject with Allie and
0: James. And uh, we have a guest on the phone, a very interesting one, a, a veterinarian that Jesse has miscalled Dr. Dude.
3: <laughs> I um, feel like that's going to be your new name. <laughs>
0: Doctor, <laughs> will you please tell everyone on the show your real name?
3: Yes, my alias, Dr. Dude. I also <laughs> go by Dr. Chad Dodd. Okay, great. Uh, very good. I don't, You know, if we,
1: if we slide into Dr. Dude during this interview, just humor us, please. Sure, you bet.
0: Okay, great. Um, now, a lot of people, of course, are concerned about their pets right now. I know that there's still a lot of new information floating around on whether or not dogs can contract COVID 19, but they can, in fact. Is that correct? Are dogs just at, as much at risk? What do we know about how animals are being affected by this?
3: Now, what the experts are telling us is that really we're not seeing any transfer of the disease between people and pets. So, really, for dog owners, they shouldn't be concerned uh, about the transfer of this coronavirus um, there are other you know, bacteria and viruses and things that pets get, but this is not one that, based on what the experts are telling us, um, that we have to be concerned about in pets. But we do want to always make sure if we're interacting with our pets, if we're doing things, especially if we're sick, um, we want to make sure that we're washing our hands, keeping ourselves sanitized so we're not also affecting our pets in other ways.
1: Right. I, th- I think you bring up such a good point. Like, in general, let's not forget about just generally good hygiene and, and good etiquette around our pets like I try to not be that guy who is like face to face with my dog constantly even though he's so cute and I want to be yeah. but sometimes I am I think it that's a good reminder thank you Dr Dude that we <laughs> <laughs> that we we you know we we focus on that now while I am at home having so much time with my dog and so is my husband We were talking a little bit earlier in the show. I feel like that the dog is like not used to us being home. Is can they sense this sort of anxiety and sort of this change in our routine? Like, and, and what's something we can do about that to sort of help them feel more at peace in the middle of all of this craziness?
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, dogs are are really kind of, you know, it's a little bit of a mystery, but it's really fascinating to see that they really do pick up on, you know, changes in people's attitudes, stress, those sorts of things. But let's face it, a lot of dogs in America, uh, you know, pet owner gets up in the morning, maybe they take them out, maybe they do their business, they come back in, they eat, and then the pet owner's off to work. So the dog ends up spending a lot of time at home kind of creating their own daily routine. Most of that is probably sleeping, you know, near the door or, you know, just hanging out in the family room looking for something to do. Mm -hmm. So it really is important that as a lot of folks are now teleworking, you're at home more, you know, try to establish some type of a routine with your pets so that maybe in the morning, right when you get up, instead of going for a a walk to the dog park, maybe you spend a little time just navigating throughout the house. Some dogs will look at you and think you're crazy. um, But most times dogs just want to be your companion. They'll probably walk. Walk around with you. So there's lots of little tips and things that you can do really just to keep your dog active while you're at home. But we definitely encourage you to create some kind of a little routine for them. And you can spice it up. You know, you can do little power walks in your kitchen. Um, you, if you have a backyard or a terrace, you can go out and play a little fetch with your dog. It's a great way to Let them exert some energy. You can be out there with them. You know, don't overdo it. You know, you definitely don't want to overdo any sort of exercise activity. Uh, But there's lots of ways you can keep your dog active. Uh, At UMove, we've actually put up a lot of different tips on the UMove.com website just to help pet owners think about some ideas, but also, hey, this is a time to get creative. Let's find some new ways in which we interact with our pets. Um, And they can be a lot of comfort to us during these crazy times that we're living in. All
0: right, chatting with Dr. Dodd right now, and when we get back, I want to ask about pet food. Should we be panic buying pet food or is it just people food? Plus, should we just be throwing our dogs on treadmills? What's going on? How are we going to keep them active? Specific methods after this. Drop the subject.
2: The new channel Q.
0: right, we're back here on Drop the Subject. Allie and James, of course, were unable to be in studio right at this moment for obvious reasons, but we are on the phone with Dr. Chad Dodd, who's a veterinarian, and he has a lot of information on how to keep your pet safe and active. Now, on the U-Move site, I see a dog on a treadmill. Do you need a separate <laughs> treadmill for a dog? Do you need a dog-specific treadmill? Or if you have a treadmill at home, can they just hop on that?
3: Yeah, so, you know, surprisingly enough, a lot of, especially the sporting dogs, a lot of really active dogs, they can do quite well on a treadmill. Um, if you think about this, you know, keep it low to the ground, you know, keep it on its lowest settings, Always, always, always keep an eye on your dog. You never want to put them on a treadmill and let them run by themselves, unsupervised. (laughs) All
1: right, I'm getting to the shower. I'll be back. I'm
3: going to go stand in line at the Corona grocery store. Don't don't do that. Um, And of course, we would, of course, you know, want to advise you if you're going to do something like that. Say you have an electric treadmill in your house. You may not be using it yourself. It's probably got a clothes hanger on it. Um, (laughs) Take all that off. If you want to have your dog walk on it, maybe five to ten minutes a day, that's great. Uh, but first, you know, make sure you call your veterinarian and just ask. Hey, is it okay if I, you know, run Ruffles on the treadmill or walk them on there for a few minutes a day? Because I can't get out to take the dog on a walk, and they'll give you great advice on whether or not that's a good thing for them. Uh, but most dogs would do really well. Uh, with that kind of activity at home.
0: Now, when it comes to pet food, that's something that we were thinking about when we were doing mm-hmm. our panic buying. We were like, <laughs> oh, my God, is there pet? Do you know of any kind of hysteria or any problems with people hoarding or loading up on pet food? Or is it mainly just people food that's the problem?
3: Yeah. So, you know, if you go to a grocery store, or you go to your local pet store, you're probably going to see people stocking up. <laughs> as opposed to hoarding pet foods. Uh, We sure hope that they're not hoarding pet foods because that really isn't the thing to do during a time of emergency. Uh, But one of the things, and this is actually a big movement in the industry, is to make sure that pet retailers are acknowledged from the government as... Um, as an essential business. And why is that? Well, a lot Mm. of pet owners, they do end up buying their pets food, the daily nutrition they're getting, they buy it from that retail store. So um, really important to make sure you try to keep that as routine as possible for your pet, because let's face it, a lot of other things are changing in their day-to-day environment. Let's try to keep them on the same foods they're on. Let's try to make sure they're maintaining their health level by being active. Um, And let's try not to make any big alterations in that. Now, if for some reason you have to make an alteration in your pet's diet, you definitely want to consult with your local veterinarian because you don't want to switch them off of something. Maybe they're on a specialized food for a health condition. You don't want to switch them onto something else that might create a little GI upset, um, maybe just the wrong food for them. So, um, hopefully, you know, we can just use some good common sense, uh, make sure you have plenty of food for your pet, uh, but don't need to overdo it.
0: Okay. And then my final question for you, because we're running out of time. If my, if I die, will my cat eat me inside my apartment within 48 hours? <laughs>
3: I I'm not authorized to answer those. All right, questions, so that's a yes, sure Doctor Dude. I that, know that's, it. That's that's
1: a good that's a good answer. I love how this whole conversation, by the way, Doctor Dodd. Sorry, was about dogs because you know it should be. <laughs>
0: hey, all right, it's <laughs> a whole say. different topic. Hey,
1: Doctor Doctor Chad Dodd, let us know where folks can find you on the social
3: medias because they're gonna have time to look you up. Yeah, so if you go to youmove.com, that's why com. you'll find all the information about what we're doing, what I'm doing, and what we're trying to do to help pets stay healthy during all this.
0: Thank you so much, doctor. We'll talk to you soon. Stay
2: safe.
3: Thank you. Have a great day. You You too. too.
2: Drop the subject. The new channel Q.
0: Okay, over here on Drop the Subject in different parts of Los Angeles (laughs) and also chatting with all of you on radio.com and on HD radio and beyond, we thought we would share, uh, Allie and James here, thought we would share some positive things that are going on in the midst of coronavirus because after all, if you read only the doom and gloom, you will just basically be under the cover sucking your thumb with a bottle of vodka. And we would like to avoid that.
1: I mean, we're, we're okay with a little bit of vodka maybe, but we don't want you under the covers with a bottle. And frankly, this is honestly really good for your mental health. We got it. We got to keep it up a little bit. We got to talk about the positive things now and then.
0: Yeah. So I figured we could go through some of these and just be like, yay. yeah, yeah, Yay. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing is, uh. There are now 20 coronavirus vaccines that are in development. I know we talked a little earlier about the, uh, what is it again? Chloroquine.
1: Yeah. Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Um,
0: but there are several that are in development and that sounds promising.
1: It's super promising. And this is land speed record timing for how fast we're saying that we might be able to get vaccines out. Some are even saying it could just be a couple more months now, which is unheard of.
0: Wow. Um, many many people are sharing masks or or donating masks. Uh, I know Elon Musk is one of them, right?
1: Yeah, he, this was really surprising. I walked into work yesterday and heard that Elon Musk had donated uh, thousands of N95 respirators to the hospital I work at and others were working on donating as well. I also just, you know, on my own sort of platform on Ask the NP, I've had so many people reach out to me asking if they they found a mask in their garage that was unopened. Could they mail it to me? You know, can I people just want to sew masks? They're asking all about that. I think it's really it's amazing how much people are, are, are really contributing.
0: Now, do you still need masks because i may I may have a couple
1: you might, you might have a, I, I'm actually okay right now. Okay. Uh, I know the hospital I'm working at is really working hard to like beef us up because we kind of know what's coming. I have a little secret stash of my own that each of us was given. Um, so right now, I'm okay, but you hang on to that mask so I know where to come when I need them
0: now, do you need, like some leathery dyke gloves? Because that might help too. I've got a couple pairs of those on on loan out.
1: I got uh, I got my gloves from uh, uh, Home Depot. Yeah, that, they uh, breathe, yeah.
0: but they're durable. They're they're super insulating. durable.
1: They're vi- virus proof. <laughs>
0: um, the next thing is that pollution has plummeted, which is probably one of the most exciting parts of this entire thing. Uh, You know, when you walk out of your house and you see all these parked cars and nobody's on the road, you have to think, you look up at the sky and go, you're welcome, Sky. You're getting a little break from us. (laughs) According to some environmental scientists they're estimating that the improvement in air quality could collectively save as many as 75,000 people from dying prematurely
1: which is pretty crazy that uh you know maybe there's a balancing thing going on here you know that this virus is wreaking havoc but it's also giving the op- the mother nature mother earth a chance to just breathe
0: yeah. Take a break, Mother Earth. And, right. you know, animals st- spread your legs, stretch your wings out. <laughs> right. Take a little breather from us because let's be honest, you need it like you. You can literally take a breather and actually breathe
1: and actually breathe good, clean air
0: Um. Physicians have been worried about potential ventilator shortages. So researchers have been developing low-cost options like MIT scientists. They're publishing an open-source instruction and research manual on how to build your own inexpensive uh, inexpensive ventilator. So that's great. Wow. Uh, everyone's doing free concerts. That's really exciting. And totally. then uh, and the Nobel Prize winner who correctly predicted COVID-19 uh, or just COVID 19 trends like this he said we're gonna be fine
1: oh hey
0: so then, then we're good that's pretty good he's a stanford biophysicist named michael levitt and he's been quote remarkably accurate when it comes to predicting the, uh, china's recovery from the virus since he began researching the infection rates back in january and he said what we need is to control the panic We're going to be fine. So you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. The Nobel Prize guy says we're going to be... I mean, he's chill, (laughs) right?
1: So (laughs) chill out. (laughs) Everybody just chill out. I honestly feel like this needs to be the guy that we hear from every day, rather than Trump, rather than lots of other other media sources. Like, this. look, he is 100% right. China shut it down like no one has ever shut anything down in history. And last week... They stopped reporting local cases of transmission. They literally had zero new yeah. local transmission cases. So, like, everyone just take a, take a page.
0: Yeah, take a page. Alright, well, when we come back, we're actually going to share some of our quarantine hacks because people are coming up with their own life hacks and it is just the Tip Tuesday. We'll get to that when we get back. Drop the subject.
2: The new Channel Q.
0: Alright, it's Tuesday here on Drop the Subject with Allie and James broadcasting from our homes and you are listening from home and you can continue to. If you're not already, you just Say, hey, Alexa, play Channel Q on radio.com. She will listen to you. She's probably getting a real workout these days.
1: Yeah, Alexa is like over all of us. She's being home. like,
0: you guys, I'm very stressed.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what yeah. she's saying.
0: <laughs> but you know who I really feel bad for right now is
1: tech people. Why, uh oh, why is that?
0: Just because they're having to answer 10,000 million tech questions right now as everyone figures out how to do their job remotely. Yeah, you know, like my wife and true. her company, the, the IT guys like, ah. I mean, grocery store workers and tech people usually have fairly stress free jobs and yeah. they are stressed out as all hell right now. And I think if you are a tech person and you need us to send like animal GIFs or <laughs> like a happy dance or like if you want to do i'll mail you some donuts if you're an it person right now uh tweet at us at dts show or on instagram at dts show you can direct message us because i think you deserve a little a little loving right now with all the things that you have to go through
1: i think um, you've really come up with something there Allie. i think we're we're onto something here our poor it guys are really struggling
0: they are. We need a helpline for IT people. I mean, yeah. they're the ones who are usually answering all of our help calls that we are, get, you know, and it's usually something stupid like you don't, you, like your computer's accidentally on mute. And they're the <laughs> ones who right. have to figure out the real problem.
1: Right, you know, exactly.
0: You know, and then when you have tech problems, all you want to do is throw your computer out a window. So they're the uh-huh. ones that keep you sane. And they're probably going insane right now with all of our frustrations. We're putting all of our energy onto them and it's probably making them crazy.
1: God bless you, IT guys. God God, bless you.
0: God bless you. All right. Some people have gotten very creative and created their own hacks when it comes to workarounds during the quarantine. One guy in particular has become very resourceful. He's a dog owner. And he came up with a very new and different way to walk his dog while still staying inside his house. He basically connected his dog. He put a leash on his dog connected the leash to a drone, and then the drone went right outside and slowly walked his dog (laughs) down the street. We will tweet out this video because it's, you read something like that and you're like, guy walks dog with drone, okay. And then you watch the video and it's really hilarious. So definitely check it out. It's pretty
1: amazing. It also has a undeniably Grammy award-winning soundtrack to it.
0: (laughs) Well, this was filmed like in, what country was this? Uh, uh, but it's like obviously like Euro tech music,
1: uh huh. Which like, is I
2: mean,
1: like the movie Ronin or like a Mission yes! Impossible like drive scene, right? You're like, Ronan. but it's like the fluffiest white dog just strolling yeah, and he's down just like, eh, the street. Oh. There's <laughs> they're like a little discordant. You're like, am I high?
0: But it does make you think about quarantine hacks like have you come up with any i think that the the facetime party that you did is a great hack for having a party with your friends and getting connected with your friends and i came up with one if you have any quarantine hacks by the way tweet them at us at dts show but i have one for the grocery store that i plan on using today
3: ooh.
1: okay i want to know because at some point everybody's got to get out and go to the grocery store right so i definitely want to know this
0: well they said stock up for two weeks we're hitting the two week mark Pretty much right now, we're in a couple of days, and we're like, all right, we've given them a chance to stock up on chicken. <laughs>
3: let's see
0: <laughs> right. what they're going to have. What they're going to do now. actually make a list and see how many things we can actually pick up. But here's my hack. When it comes to the grocery store, it's a scary place, and there's a place with a lot of lines. So I, and I encourage you to do this, utilize the buddy system. When you get there, everyone sanitize. Sanitize, sanitize. Then... One of you get a cart and get in line. Just get in line for checkout because the line's probably going to be long. Just get in line right away. And then the other person can do a supermarket sweep. (laughs) And you have as long as it takes for that person to get to the front of the line to grab whatever you may need. Right. Okay. And then if the line is still really long, even after you've gotten everything that you need, take 15 items out of your cart. And go over to the 15 items or less line and just keep doing that over and over and over again until you've gotten until you've paid for everything. With the exception of, of course, like produce and alcohol, which you have to wait for actual checkout
1: and alcohol. Right. I I do think if this. Because if you end up having to do this for too long, I feel like maybe it's not going to end up being a time saver, but it certainly is going to make your grocery store line waiting experience much more interesting, exactly. right? much more fun.
0: Everyone loves a supermarket sweep.
1: Yeah, I I uh, I think everybody does love a supermarket sweep. Like, and speaking of like going through areas very quickly, you know, one of the uh, hacks I think is fantastic. I wish I would have come up with this myself, but. I think you can make different rooms in your house, different themes. So let's say you have access to some of your like um, Christmas decorations or decorations from something else or whatever. And so you can act like you're on vacation in one room and make one room like the spa room right and it's quiet and there's a white noise machine in there there's fountain there's aromatherapy like whatever and it might just be the guest bedroom it might be the dining room like whatever but you turn it into and you're like that's only the spa room and so you go in there and you're quiet or whatever and another room you go into and it's like the dance party room and you got your old lava lamp and your disco ball and your 70s costumes or whatever and you go in there and it's like funky 70s music playing like I think we can create different environments for ourselves within our own home. So it doesn't feel like we're just trapped in the same, like we're on
0: the couch staring at TV. Exactly. And if you only have one room, if you're in a studio, you can just section off different corners of your room and each corner is a different decade.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love it. And you can drink through the decades.
0: Yeah. Or you can do each room or corner of the room a different bad prom theme, like Under the Sea <laughs> or Space.
1: Or right. well, I was trying to think of the what's the Whitney Houston song that uh, everyone had as their like prom song back in the day, like um, from the movie The Bodyguard. Right? You I will always try, love you. Like, Yes, you could do like an I I will always love you themed prom.
2: Yes, I I like
1: this. See, we can get creative while we're at home Mm -hmm. using these hacks so that you don't go crazy. I highly advise it. Do not just sit on your couch and stare at the TV the whole time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But if you do watch some Whitney Houston, Okay, that that's always a good, good recommendation. All right. When we get back. What are we talking about? We're
1: uh, going to do a little bit of... Since we've done some happy stuff and some hacks, we got to do a little bit of news about what's going on with maybe coronavirus. And then I think it's my turn to get you to pick three of my stories and news that uh, music.
2: All right, that's next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel queue. All right,
0: as James said, it's very important that we keep you updated on what's actually going on with COVID-19. What is the update today? Because I know yesterday there were... Most of the states in India had kind of gone into lockdown, but today it has taken a whole nother step forward. But then actually things kind of looking up in China
1: yeah so that it's very interesting that you say that. I think if people have any question at all that this is a global pandemic uh we you know we have the second largest country slash subcontinent on earth now ordering its one point three billion people b Jeez. billion to billion. stay to stay inside their homes for three weeks, which I think is a fantastic move um and at the bare minimum amount of time that needs to happen. And listen, it's a lot of this is because, again, I, I, can't, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here, but people are obviously not listening in certain in certain places. We only have three tools against this virus. We don't have a vaccine or medication yet, so our only other tool is to stop the spread of it, so that it doesn't get out of yeah, control. Yeah. And so you can't. I cannot imagine the ramifications if this virus were to go wild in India. And let's say, you know, with the current mortality rate of this thing at one to two percent right now, if let's say even half of the country of India gets this, you know, that's that's five. What is 500 million? That's five to seven million people dying from this if if it mm-hmm. doesn't get curtailed.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, I went to India last year and I cannot imagine like people are out and about constantly. It's just you know, it's a it's a walking culture, but it's also people are out and about. I mean, the traffic is crazy there, and I can't even imagine what it's like to look at those cities right now and see emptiness. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it, when you think about it with any big city or any super populated country, China, us, India. I mean, so many millions of people's lives are being affected by this, and they're also saying that. The World Health Organization, some of one of the spokespeople there is saying that America could possibly overtake Europe as the center of the coronavirus outbreak. So it seems that things are sort of starting to die down in China. I think they've lifted some of their lockdown rules. And and then in Europe things are really spiking, and here they are sort of spiking as well. So it's it's interesting in in kind of Crazy to see everything move to different parts of the globe. Yeah, and and where they're at and the outbreak. And
1: and and you know. Speaking of the outbreak and, and it possibly being, you know, kind of refocused and recentered here in the United States, uh, New York right now, New York State, but New York City in particular is really the epicenter of where this is, crisis is going on right now in the United States. They have uh, more than 25,000, almost 26,000 confirmed cases as of this morning with 157 deaths. So right now their mortality rate is, is still doing well. It's less than 1%, but um, just New York State right now counts for seven accounts for seven percent of the global cases and you know mayor cuomo or mayor excuse me governor cuomo is is reporting that new york's case count is doubling every three days which is why you see this frantic uh need for ventilators masks etc and i think it's really important for people to understand this we can throw numbers and statistics at you all day long but a these are people and these are people's lives and i also think it's really important to remember that just like Lots of pandemics, uh, earthquakes, plane crashes, all of these things that really sort of uh, unfortunately seem to be the things that bring us together as people. Just because it's not happening to you in your immediacy does not mean that you should not act.
0: No, I know it's because people inherently, I, I think most people in all of humanity think of themselves first. They think of how things affect them. And if things aren't affecting them directly, it's business as usual, right? And then as soon as it starts affecting you, oh, wait, you're saying I can't go into work, but I live with three kids. How am I going to do that? Now this suddenly affects me. So now I'm going to ask questions and I'm going to want to know what's going on and I'm going to be more active and vocal about everything now that it's directly affecting me. There are some people who live... In rural areas, you know, we talked to somebody who lives in Marin and she's like, I don't really have neighbors. Like, I'm usually, I don't even know what's going on with people Mm -hmm. right now. So, Mm -hmm. there are some people that just aren't, there are more affected than others. Of course, in concentrated cities, you are going to be way more affected by this because you're going to be leaving your house more and your neighbors are a lot closer. I mean, we're broadcasting from our homes right now and I'm very aware of all of the neighbors that I have. But if I lived on a 1.3 acre farm, I wouldn't have to worry about that. So, it's it's just different experiences for everybody.
1: One thing that we all are, all are experiencing right now, however, is the economic downturn uh, from this, which the Senate uh, and into all of Congress actually are trying to do something about, you know, Trump and these officials have gotten together. And actually, everyone, both sides of the aisle are saying that they're optimistic about finalizing uh, an economic stimulus package. To the tune of $2 trillion.
3: Yeah. Wow. $2, trill.
1: Two trillion, Uh $2 that, that could be coming. This would want to be, uh, obviously, to, this goes without saying, one of the largest stimulus package, if not the largest stimulus package ever, in an effort to prop up the economy. Um, I know that there are individuals out there who are really wondering... Why this hasn't happened yet, you know it, the the Democrats say the Republicans are doing uh, there's too much in this package that will benefit corporate large corporations and businesses. Republicans uh, are, and Democrats are saying there's not enough for individuals who need income, gig workers. There's not enough in this to protect the actual workers. A lot of Republicans are saying, well, right. if you prop up the businesses, then they'll, they'll be able to protect the workers.
0: Oh, that old sing song. That, that they old, always that say old that. old sing song.
1: So they've been going the back and forth. The trickle down. Yeah, so if we trickle down, you know, if we support the people with the most amount of stock and that you know, Fortune 15, they'll be able to pr- provide jobs for everybody else. So regardless of, of where that's going, uh, Speaker Pelosi, uh, Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, all actually even steve mnuchin uh the treasury secretary i'll yeah. actually said that'd
0: be a hell of an escape room <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's all get together and figure this thing out in one room we will right? just start I, 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 but they're all cautiously optimistic that a deal could get done as early as tonight
0: oh well thank god i mean can't come any earlier i, yeah. I mean i mean hurry it up yeah people. seriously um, okay, so when we come back, it's my turn to do the guessing. I guess I'll get two wine glasses so I can do the bell myself. And uh, and news it or lose it's on deck, so don't go anywhere. Drop the subject.
2: The new channel Q.
3: Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it.
0: Okay, now James has three headlines in front of him And I have, I've not collected two wine glasses But I have two mason jars, because <laughs> I'm gay
1: Because I'm gay and I have mason jars so, uh, Is this because all of your wine glasses are dirty? You've drank all the wine?
0: That's correct
1: Yeah um, I also
0: cannot, I do not want to deal with a fight if
1: one of them were to break Okay oh. Okay, funny you say that. When I got my wine glasses earlier, I picked from the old wine glass collection because my husband would have it, like, have me, my head, if I broke the new wine glasses. Yep,
0: yep, not okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm ready. All right, news or lose it. Headline number one. This one's kind of sad and interesting at the same time. People are coming out of the woodwork to accuse Ellen DeGeneres of mean behavior.
0: Ooh. News it. Uh,
1: She can do no wrong, or can she? uh, Or can she? Story number two. In the midst of a pandemic, will the FDA finally lift the gay blood ban? Oh,
0: great. I'd like to hear an update on this. Dean, yes,
1: as would I. And headline number three, finally. Hobby Lobby. (laughs) Forces staff to work during coronavirus after CEO's wife receives message from God.
0: Oh, you know what? I did hear about this. I'm going to lose it only because these people suck.
1: Because <laughs> we don't want to give Hobby Lobby any airtime. No. Wah, wah.
3: And
0: I don't think they had have a lot of foot traffic to begin with. Like, right. I'm pretty yeah. sure they needed only a skeleton staff to get through any given day like who else is not uh, anyway i'm yeah, getting off subject yeah, all right, right. Let's, let's get into the stories
1: you got it so we'll start with ellen unfortunately and unfortunately right we love ellen obviously ellen is out and proud she's married to portia uh portia de rossi and uh she's well, really one of the first biggest stars to come out and then her career is really after some bumps only taken off since then but now Maybe Ellen isn't everything she's cracked up to be uh, on the surface. So a gentleman named Kevin Porter tweeted this out, who said, uh, this was on March 20th. Right now, we all need a little kindness. You know, like Ellen DeGeneres always talks about. She's also notoriously one of the meanest people alive. (gasps) What? Respond to this. (laughs) with the most insane story you've heard about Ellen being mean. No. And I'll match every story with $2 to the LA food bank.
0: And there's been a lot of responses.
1: 42,000 likes <gasps> as of that day. Uh, people 8,000 people are actually talking about that tweet right now. This is crazy. And he wrote a ca- caveat in next tweet, He said they, they have to be real. Like he doesn't want you to make things up. It has to be like real interactions.
0: Like people who worked with her.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, and people who have people who are known have come forward. Uh, TV writer uh, Benjamin Simon said she has a sensitive nose, so everyone must chew gum from a bowl outside her office before talking to her. And if she thinks you smell that day, you have to go home and shower. <laughs> oh my god!
0: You know, none of this surprises me.
1: Isn't that funny? I mean, we love Ellen at the same time, but I think sometimes when you get to that status, like it's a little intense.
0: It's true. Like I I have such mixed feelings on Ellen because in general, I, I love her. You're right. She's an icon. She's always going to be an icon no matter what because she was one of the first people ever to come out in a time where it pretty much ruined her career. And the fact that she's been able to bounce back from that and become this mega star is a wonderful success story. That being said, I think a lot of times she sells out and she gives herself a completely different story than what's really, or she tells a completely different story than what's really going on. And so a right. text, a, a, a Twitter thread like this is, is not surprising to me for that reason. And I mean, you're living your life with everybody falling over themselves to please you. So to, to eventually you, you, know? you do get weird uh
1: yeah, you, like, well, you start you start to assume that everyone's job in life is to please you, right? right. If that's all that happens. Yeah, absolutely. Right. This hmm. last one, and then we'll move on to the next one. I know we're running out of time. Uh, there's there's so many. You have to read this Twitter feed. It's pretty intense. It's pretty crazy. Uh, this one person wrote, Chris Farah, I worked at Real Food Daily. I served her brunch. She wrote a letter to the owner and complained about my chipped nail polish. <gasps> Not that my oh. nail polish chipped on her plate, But just that I had chipped nail polish on my fingernails. (gasps) I had worked till closing the night before. And then this complaint came in the next morning. It almost got me fired. Oh, All right. Well, insane.
0: I definitely know that I could never work for Ellen Degeneres because I not. I don't really paint my nails often, but if I do, they will be chipped within five minutes of painting right. them,
1: almost, almost instantaneously. Right. Yeah. And and really quick before we go, so that you, as most of you know, uh, right now it is still. If you are a gay man, or sorry, if you are a man who has had sex with a man at even just once since 1978. You are not allowed to donate blood. Now, in some states, there are soft, they've softened restrictions to these that said, if you have not had sex in the last year, you can donate blood. So you can be gay, you just have to be celibate for at least a year before you want to donate blood.
0: What gay Um, man's doing that?
1: Right, right, exactly. Name one. Hello. Nee, seriously. Obviously, we're going to be in need for blood right now. And the reason we need blood is not because COVID-19 requires blood transfusions, but because people aren't going to donate blood. People aren't at donation centers because we've closed them down. So we still need people to donate blood in certain ways. What now is happening is that California State Senator Scott Wiener, an openly gay man, he, 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 uh, has it- criticized the blood ban. He's also calling for uh, the FDA to ease prohib- uh you know, prohibitions on this and allow gay men and everyone to be able to donate blood. I know per- from personal experience, the blood gets. Uh, uh, checked and cross-referenced between four and seven times uh, every single time for HIV, so it's very oh. safe for, to donate blood. Um, yeah, I hope this goes away because we need it very soon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, this is the fir- first time in a while that I've seen so many commercials for donating blood. I was actually looking up places today. So, because I'm a blood hero, James, and uh, yes, uh, we're both and own I- eggs, so I hope that we both can do it together very soon. Drop the subject.
2: The new channel Q.
0: And just like that, it is time to say goodbye. You know, if you missed anything, I highly recommend checking out the podcast um you know it's it's nice that we're still here for each other we are still going to be on the air even if it's from home we are always going to make sure that we can uh banter make gay jokes and give you much needed information in a time like this uh james it's always wonderful to be on the air with you and i'll see you again tomorrow
1: thank you very much i'm excited to be here there where am i
0: (laughs) where are we Where, where are we oh james turn around honey (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, oh! I'm at home. Great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but of course, before we get out of here, we have to give you some happy endings. All right. There are a lot of sad times, stressful times, anxiety ridden times. But it's important that we take some of those things and we make them positive. Find some kind of a silver lining and all of it. So we can give you something nice and juicy and light to take into the rest of your day. I guess I'll start. Uh, sure. That guy took that drug that Donald Trump suggested, and it did not turn out well. Okay? Yes, we're trying to come up with some vaccines and some uh, drugs, and we're not necessarily sure what's working and what's not. Chloroquine, in this case, seems like it might be helpful, but we just don't know yet. But on the bright side, in five years, I can't wait for chloroquine to be the number one baby name in America. (laughs)
1: very good okay for for the uh coronials
0: (laughs) yes coronials (laughs) the
1: coronials
0: all of the children that have been conceived due to coronavirus you know Uh, from the quarantine are going to be called coronials and we are going to see in nine months a huge spike
1: in baby births ginormous spike in baby births uh so i guess i have to go i was going to ask jesse to go but Jesse can't go, can he? So, no,
0: uh, he's just, just sitting there like a dummy looking at us. Just looking like a on dummy. On FaceTime.
1: Uh, just so looking like, f-
0: like
3: a dummy. <laughs>
1: looking <laughs> like a dummy. All right. So <laughs> on FaceTime. Listen, um, so I have a husband, but I also have a boyfriend. He just oh. doesn't know it yet. Oh, okay. It's um, one of those. It's one of those, yeah. Uh, He is definitely top five on my list. Niall DeMarco. For those of you who don't know, he is the deaf winner of America's Next Top Model and Dancing with the Stars. He's six foot two of dark-haired, blue-eyed, lusciousness. And he's six foot two of coronavirus. No! However, he did exactly, this is the happy ending part. He did exactly what we've been telling everyone to do. And this is what makes me so happy. He said, I've been really sick and I'm now on the mend. I do not typically do this, but I wanted to share something with you. So then he goes on to talk about how he thinks he might have contracted COVID-19. He had similar symptoms, fever, cough, a little bit of shortness of breath. But he goes on to say, I knew I wasn't a high risk, so I stayed calm. I communicated with my doctor and self-quarantined. I kept an eye out for any respiratory issues because if it worsened, it could be deadly. But I recovered. I'm still self-isolating until my symptoms go away. God bless you, Niall DeMarco. And if there's anything that I can do for you (laughs) personally to help you Uh feel better in any way
0: well, I don't want to be offensive, James, but I don't know if he's listening right now. Oh, hey. <laughs> but <laughs> I think mean, if you slide into his DMs and offer, you never know what's going to happen. You never, you
1: never know what's going to Hey, now when this whole thing's over.
0: You mm-hmm. know, uh, but I, ma- I imagine that this whole thing, I mean, when you have to connect with your doctor and you're deaf, you have to do like, do you have to reach out to a specific person in order to translate that? Like, how does that work?
1: So loving uh, amazingly there's text to doc sort of things that happen there's also TTY right you oh, remember right. TTY yep, so yep. like a lot of deaf people still use TTY or a lot like emailing that sort of thing so yeah it actually works really really well oh, and if your doctor signs you can just do like a video conference
3: Yeah
0: that'd be sweet All yeah. right well thank you James and um thank you thank, thank you for having thank me Thank you all room. Yes absolutely and we will see you again tomorrow GMA will still ensue along with many other things so uh you know catch up on drop the uh catch up on the podcast if you missed anything and we'll be back tomorrow bye bye drop the subject
2: the new channel cue